It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Sixth of time. It is a Thursday, and I swear I can see the weekend from here. Glad you made it through all of this. A lot to cover, and there's no way I'm going to get through it all today. Hey, bud, there's no school today, okay? Why? They shut it down because there's so much ice on the roads. It's too dangerous. Okay. I'll see you when I get home from work tonight, okay? Okay, but why do you have to go to work if there's ice everywhere? Work doesn't care if you die. No, that's I'll see true. you tonight, yeah, okay? That's okay? So, out of the lot that I have to cover today, your Wyoming legislative body is in session. And already, some bills, well, you're going to find them interesting. Trigger warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. And feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not report to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. So when Chuck Gray became Secretary of State, first off, he's still looking for a staff because most of the staff quit. Because they had some disagreements with him. A lot of this has to do with ballots and voting in the state of Wyoming. So, Cowboy State Daily headline reads, Chuck Gray scores victory with defeat of bill that would have prevented ballot inspections. Wyoming elections, the story says, may be subject to handout uh, count ballot audits. As is legislator, House uh, Corporations, Elections, and Political Subdivisions Committee killed a bill Wednesday that would have prevented ballot inspections. I don't know why you'd want to prevent ballot inspections, but okay. With the rejection of House Bill 6, the possibility of hand-count ballot audits in Wyoming's election remain alive. As newly sworn-in Secretary of State Chuck Gray says, he wants more scrutiny of Wyoming's elections. See, not that we've had problems here in Wyoming. Not really. Anything, any problem we might have had was so minor, it didn't really make a difference in the election. At all. Not even a blip. HB6 would have clarified that ballots cannot be requested for inspection under the Public Records Acts. That was rejected by the committee in a 6-3 vote. So it says it also was... Specific that any ballots and election records images of ballots would be kept confidential. After the 2020 presidential election, story says hundreds of public records requests were made across Wyoming to inspect ballots. Mary Langford, Wyoming County Clerks Association, said Langford said her organization supported the legislation. She says there are people in Wyoming who feel strongly that we have had fraud in our previous elections said Representative Dan Zawich, a Republican Cheyenne, especially perhaps a presidential election where one candidate didn't get the number of votes they expected. 
He said he was referencing Donald Trump, of course, who, of course, says the election was rigged. So uh, Chuck Gray continued to sow the seeds of uh, doubt during his last campaign year, during all of that, including to see the the Mules uh, movie that appeared in the theater in Casper, Wyoming with him. So this is where um, it was shot down. That's a victory for Chuck Gray is the gist of the story here. So. Let's see. Gray spoke in opposition to the bill on Wednesday afternoon, saying the legislation moved in the opposite direction for where Wyoming should be headed with its election management. He said, quote, voter confidence in elections is pivotal. We need to be on the cutting edge here, not just with the statement that our elections are flawless, but proving that they're flawless every step of the way. So there's the first victory for Chuck Gray. And once again, he's looking for staff. So if you need some, if, if you're looking for a job, you might want to go work for Chuck Gray. He's looking for some people. Pretty much everybody quit from his office when he arrived. Now, the next thing that popped up, a bill to address sexually graphic books in school libraries, Likely unconstitutional, according to a top free speech lawyer. I'll disagree with her, but let's take a look at this. A proposed change to a Wyoming law that would allow that would outlaw courtroom and other depictions. I'm sorry, I read that wrong. A proposed change to Wyoming law that would outlaw cartoon and other depictions of child sex acts is likely unconstitutional, according to a Wyoming free speech attorney. If it were to become law, uh, House Bill 87 would change the state's definition of illegal to pornography to include cartoon drawings in any other form depiction of sexual acts. Now, this uh, goes back to here in, well, let's go to Natrona County Schools, where there were books about the LGBT alphabet soup group, right? And those books were in the school library. And I took a look at the books myself to see exactly what was in them. And they did not portray photographs of minors having sex. Instead, they drew cartoons like you would find in a comic book, caricatures of minors having sex. That's how they get away with it. So the bill's sponsor, uh, Representative Jean Ward, Republican of Casper, told Cowboy State Daily, she crafted the bill in response to those books that I just described. She said, quote, the books I've seen are objectionable and pornographic by the standards of reasonable people everywhere. Uh, They're not Romeo and Juliet, she said. They contain explicit cartoons of explicit sex acts between children, and they're intended to be desensitizing about those explicit sex acts. So, okay, there's where the, the bill moves on. It's House Bill 87, if you want to read it. And again, this free speech attorney saying, nah, it's freedom of speech, that's likely unconstitutional. And I look at, well, you know, freedom of speech, you're allowed to, I don't think so in this case. Well, let's go back to the easy one. Uh, You're not allowed to yell fire in a crowded theater unless there is a fire. You can cause a panic. People could get hurt. Okay. So child pornography is illegal with obviously good reasons. You could say, well, it's my First Amendment right to show child pornography. 
Not really. And to show caricatures of it, drawings of it, and give it to kids in school, that's going to fall under First Amendment freedom of speech? I can see why a lot of people would have a problem with that idea. So in this case, the free speech attorney, I'm thinking, um, you'd be on thin ice on that one. I don't think you can win that. But the bill moves on to change the wording to call those caricature or cartoon uh, depictions of minors having sex. They would call that child pornography as well. Therefore, they would not be allowed in Wyoming schools. We'll see how far that bill gets. 6.15 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Sometimes the best way to... ...and to build the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app to hold them all. Free download from AM 1030 K2 Radio. Six eighteen is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. I triple eight ninety seven Woods. The phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. I have um, several stories here, but I've been having a good time with this because there's no way they can do it. And I'm glad every so often government does something like this, which is outrageous and over the top. We just got to make sure they can never get away with it. So, the uh, gas stove thing that you heard earlier this week where a government agency actually wants to ban gas stoves in your home because they think it's bad for you. And then once that got started, it starts snowballing and some member of Congress actually tries to introduce it. So it wasn't just the bureaucracy wanting to ban it. And then there's this one, New York to ban all gas stoves. There's more to this, hang on, it's not just this one story, I got two for you. Yesterday, we looked at the federal government's suggestion that they all may either ban all gas stoves, the story says, in the country. Because it started with just the ones in your home, just the appliance in your kitchen in your home. And then it went to all gas stoves. They may require expansive emission control modifications. Maybe they would do that. This is supposedly being done as a public health measure, but under this covers, it seems likely, yet uh, another covert attempt to eliminate fossil fuels in America. And of course it is. That move, the story says, if it happens, clearly won't be enough for the state of New York, where the uh, governor will always try to bring the green energy one-upsmanship game to the table. During her state of the state of speech, which was yesterday... She pledged not only to do away with gas stoves, but all natural gas appliances within the next decade. The governor of New York, the first state in the U.S. to ban natural gas and heating and appliances, new buildings, the latest salvo in the ongoing fight over natural gas, coal, oil. She challenged during her state of the state address Tuesday to ban the use of what she called fossil fuels, I call them organic fuels, by 2025 in every newly built smaller structures. Uh, New York would also prohibit the sale of anything that's coal, gas, or oil for a heating system by 2030. So they want to make sure that people in New York have really no reliable energy. And it's bad enough in New York as it is. Dece- quote, a December 2022 report 
Internal Journal Environmental Research and Public Health linking natural gas cooking to asthma is not substantiated by sound science, said an AGA press release Tuesday. The AGA has previously pushed back against these comments, saying that emissions from cooking with gas are similar to emissions created when cooking with electric stoves, and that they plan on submitting evidence to prove that. Yes, your electric stove still produces some kinds of emission, believe it or not. Any discussion... This is a quote, any discussion perpetrating the allegations of this report, which founded by non-governmental organizations, advance their agenda to remove consumer energy choices and the options is reckless, said the AGA in its report. Okay, so there's New York and the governor. Of course, you know, knee-jerk reaction. We've got to get rid of all of this stuff everywhere. Every, And yet there's another report that comes out and says what you just heard about natural gas is not true. Yet, which is going to get the majority of attention, right? Now, back to Cowboy State Daily. Headline, Biden administration backtracks proposal to ban gas stoves. The Biden administration's U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission is backtracking on a proposal to ban gas stoves after critics attacked the plan and the study that inspired it as a federal government overreach. Richard Trumka commissioner with the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission, told Bloomberg this week that gas stoves are producing harmful amounts of indoor pollutants. Products that can't be made safe can be banned, he said. Well, first off, as the other report I just mentioned to you said, your electric stove, believe it or not, also produces some emissions. There's a whole report on how that works, but okay. And then also, you can properly vent things if you're worried about this. Things can be properly vented. Trumpka said options for the agency include barring the manufacture and import of gas stoves as well as setting standards for emissions. The report set off a wave of criticism. Trump uh, immediately walked back his statements on Twitter, saying the agency isn't coming for anyone's gas stoves. I have to include the word yet in there. Regulations apply to new products. On Wednesday, Commissioner Chair Alexandria, I can't pronounce the rest of the name, it's pretty long, said in a statement that the agency is looking for ways to reduce indoor pollutant hazards but that, quote, I am not looking to ban gas stoves. A White House spokesperson told CNN Wednesday President Joe Biden didn't support banning gas stoves. Yeah, there were uh, pictures of his wife, the president's wife, cooking on a gas stove, too. That went viral. Representative Googly Eyes Ocasio-Cortez of New York said she supported the proposed ban because it causes brain damage. We had a good time with that one yesterday, especially with the uh, guy on Twitter who answered back by saying, supports it, it brain damp, really? How many gas stoves are in your house, Ocasio? New York representatives cited Vox article to defend the claim. Climate crisis skeptic Shamika Teller replied, wow, you reference a Vox article? That's some science there, sister. That's sarcasm, of course. While the agency cooled on gas stove ban proposal, the science that sparked the debate was re has received considerable scrutiny since this whole thing started, the story says. The Bloomberg report 
cited a study published in December in the Internal Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health that concludes that 12% of children with asthma in the U.S. can be attributed to gas stoves. Now, again, I guarantee you we can dig up studies that say not exactly true, but all right, let's move on. Richard Meyer, Vice President of Energy Markets for the American Gas Association, told Cowboy State Daily that the study, which was co-authored by RMI, a prominent anti-fossil fuel group, contained conclusions not substantiated by sound science. Oh, wait a second now. So this whole thing started, is this what I'm getting right here? The whole thing started by a group that's purpose is to end the use of coal, gas, and oil? Is that where this whole thing began? The study's conclusions weren't based on any actual measures or tests of real-life appliance usage. Its conclusions are also limited to using appliances with poor ventilation, primarily small kitchens. Most kitchens that I go into have nice ventilation systems these days. So Meyer pointed out a study of data collected by more than 500,000 children in 47 countries that detected no evidence of natural gas being a problem. Well, once again, you've got to dig into, usually the first thing you hear you know, is outrageous. There was some time ago, a group, an env environmental group that wanted everybody to quit eating meat. And they redid the food pyramid. And they sent it out to news organizations claiming to be the Food and Drug Administration. And news organizations ran with it. The Food and Drug Administration has redone the, the whole food pyramid. It's shocking. They've gotten rid of meat. It turned out to be a hoax. And it took about a week for the actual Food and Drug Administration to calm the media down and get through to them. That didn't come from us. It's a hoax. Steve Malloy, an analyst with uh, CEI, pointed out the number of flaws in junk science blog. He served with the EPA transition team for the Trump administration, authored several books on scientific misinformation, and published hundreds of articles in major newspapers. The study, he noted, did not actually do any research on children and conducted a meta-analysis of other studies and mixes all of the results together to create some sort of significance that isn't there. It's a bogus technique, he wrote, weak statistical analysis. He also points out that asthma is an allergic disease. So you're not getting that from natural gas. The exact cause of asthma can't be uh, completely ruled out, but probably no. Lastly, the study uses epidemiology called attributable risk, which he wrote can only be used to associate exposure with disease. The study wrongly tries to make cause and effect relations between the use of natural gas and asthma and draw all sorts of, sorts of uh, conclusions. So while it isn't, um, the government isn't seriously considering banning natural gas stoves, New York and California both have banned natural gas heaters in new buildings. But this is a lot like, remember, in fact, we'll get into this next. Remember the kid a while ago, it was a kid, who came up with a junk study, you put that in air quotes, 
that said we use in America about 500 million straws a day and most of them wind up in the ocean and cities started to write legislation banning straws based on that and it was pure garbage local news coming your way right after local news update on your weather forecast now I'll get into that story wake up Wyoming With the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app, this is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Six thirty-six at time. Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to James and Casper. Morning. What you got for me? Good morning. This natural gas ban, yeah. they're talking about mainly on stoves and mm-hmm. possibly furnaces and hot water heaters. What are they going to do with the industrial equipment that is used to unload trucks and move stuff around in warehouses? Because yeah. not all forklifts are electric. Sure. In fact, I know that there's a few cities around America that to drive their buses around, well, we're going to go green. We're going to use natural gas. Well, what now? Exactly. Okay. So here you're not just talking stoves, you're talking, you know, I mean, we're going to go back to manual labor and loading trucks? Oh, yeah, that's that's really going to go over well with the generation who's so used to sitting around on the couch playing on their phone. They're going to love manual well, labor, aren't they? It uh, would certainly <laughs> help them lose weight, yeah. And then maybe they would start to appreciate what they had before. Exactly. All right. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Also, let me see. Chet and Yoder. John and Gillette, welcome to New York. Prepare to die. Rihanna for Danger. Gee, do you think that New York, California, and Illinois, and Oregon regrets the clowns they voted for? No, I think they're too stupid to regret it. Jim is in Casper. Morning, Glenn Double N. Let's just say this law banning cartoon drawings of child pornography was going against free speech. Isn't there a bigger argument for morality and decency and common sense? Uh, there is a point that where things should take precedent. Yes, absolutely right. That's why I don't think the free speech, you, know, you, you can't ban that. It's free speech. No, I think you can't because it's still child pornography. And yeah, I got I like this one too. Steve sent me a picture. I've seen this going all over the internet. There's a bunch of uh, officers that I think this picture originally was from a pot bust, but instead they are the stove units, is what's written on their uh, bulletproof vest, and they have basically they've taken a stove from someone's house much like a drug bust. That's going all over the internet right now. Let's go back just a bit. So this whole thing started because some eco group did a fake study saying that gas stoves are causing asthma and brain damage and all this. I think the Cowboy State article went into it really well. And now others are coming out that actual research is showing the study to be fake. Too late for some places like New York and a few other cities that want to ban it. Now, this goes back to 
Remember a couple of years ago, a nine-year-old, nine years old, and he was asked to do some research for his class, research something, study something. And he came back with the conclusion that Americans use about 500 million straws a day, and most of them wind up in the ocean, causing great environmental damage and harm to sea life and so on. And he made it all the way up through the chain of media till eventually he was on shows like the Today Show and Good Morning America being interviewed. And they're all taking him very seriously. And then cities start banning straws at restaurants until a researcher came along and did real research to find out America, we don't use anywhere near 500 million straws a day, not even close. And the vast majority of them never wind up anywhere near the ocean. The plastic that's in the ocean is coming from Asian countries, not from us. But of course, did he make it on the Today Show and Good Morning America and programs like that? Did the politicians who banned straws in their cities at restaurants, did they see that study? Did they ever get a chance to react to it and pull back the legislation they had passed? A big deal is being made about gas stoves being harmful. You shouldn't have that. I guarantee you we're going to find some people years from now still going around. I won't put a gas stove in my house. Why, that can cause brain damage and so on. When the research shows, actually, no. It's not doing any more harm than your electric stove. You're fine. Now, if you're in a really confined area with no ventilation, you might have a problem. But any stove with that you're cooking with should have, I don't care if it's electric stove or anything else, should have good, good ventilation that comes with it. That should just be the way the system is installed, wherever it is installed. But already, here comes the hyperventilating and politicians all trying to jump on the bandwagon because it's the latest thing that they have to save us from, isn't it? More junk science grabs the headlines and the stories that prove that to be junk science don't grab any headlines. Typical. 642, wake up my own. This weather update. Talk to Glenn. Call 888-97-WOODS or chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Six forty-eight is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off to the ice box we go. Wait, wait, wrong one there. <clears throat> ice box we go. Frank Gambino waiting by. So, uh, Frank, I have a This Day in History for you. All right. I'm a, you know, I like history. We're going to go back in time just a little bit. Well, I have to ask you how old you were when this TV show debuted. That would be Batman, and yeah. I believe it debuted in 1966. Maybe? Uh, let's double check here on this day, 1966, today. Yes. The TV series Batman, starring Adam West and Burt Ward, the dynamic duo, premiered on television. The which... best, the best part of the of Batman. Yeah. You know, is when they had when they were actually you know climbing. Yeah. And, oh, they, yeah, and yeah. the guy and they had a, a people made it made a cameo. Yes. Out, out of the. Uh, 
They would open up this door. I mean, uh, like Jerry Lewis did one. I mean, sure. (laughs) You never really um, know who's going to go. A couple of weeks ago, I thought about that for some odd reason. You know, when weird stuff pops in your head, and I went to YouTube, and someone had put a compilation video together. Oh, really? One after the next of every single person who stuck their head out through the window, and sometimes the guest stars were kind of surprising, and there were a few there where I thought. Okay, maybe this was before my time. I don't know who that is. And then and then you look him up and like, wow, that yeah, person actually that was, ended yeah, up being somebody. Good, yeah. But I always thought, yeah, that was hysterical because it was obvious that they just turned the camera sideways. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You> know, <I'm> <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely hysterical. But I think that's what I love because, like a lot of people, Batman's always been one of my favorite characters. But instead of being the dark knight that yeah. I love so much, they made it funny and campy, and the whole idea was it was supposed to be over the top. Yeah, and and and, and the people who played the villains were really good. Oh yeah, Caesar Romero. Yes, you know Burgess Meredith is the Penguin. Uh-huh. There you were know, several I mean, I mean, Catwomen through the years. Yeah, there were like four. Yeah. Yes, and they were all just wow. Did they look good in that costume? King Tut was a weird guy too. I think he was only in a, in a couple of episodes, though. Okay. All right. I don't, I'll have to but go back to the But the Joker and the Riddler, you couldn't beat oh, those guys. Oh, the Joker, guys. Riddler. Oh, they, they became famous for that. All righty. In women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls escaped with a 61-60 win over Air Force last night in Colorado Springs. Tommy Olsen gave the Cowgirls the lead for good with a layup with five seconds to go. Air Force had a, had a three-point lead with 23 seconds to go. Quinn Weideman had 17 points for UW. Allison Ferdy chipped in 14. Cowgirls shot 50% from the floor, but just 3 of 14 from the three-point line. They do improve to Three and one in Mountain West Conference play and ten and five overall. They will be at San Jose State on Saturday. Wyoming Cowboy basketball team in a serious funk. They have lost six in a row and they are zero and four in Mountain West play following an 83-63 road loss to Utah State on Tuesday. The Cowboys aren't even close to full strength with all the injuries they have and they were just overwhelmed by Utah State on Tuesday. The Aggies shot the ball well, they rebounded the ball well, and they have a big home court advantage. Whether the Cowboys can turn this around with who they have available remains to be seen, but it's not going to get any easier. They will host 13 and 4 Boise State on Saturday night in Laramie. To the NFL, the race is on for the Denver Broncos to find a new head coach after a 5 and 12 season and missing the playoffs yet again. There's a sense of urgency with the new ownership group to straighten this out. The team did interview former Stanford head coach David Shaw, who spent uh, nine years coaching in the NFL uh, along with all those years at Stanford. He was with the Philadelphia Eagles, the Raiders, and Baltimore. The big prize in this search is forward New Orleans head coach Sean Payton. The Broncos have gotten the okay to, to, from the Saints to speak with him. It's going to cost the Broncos a pretty penny to get him on board due to the fact that he's still under contract with New Orleans. And the Broncos are expected to talk with University of Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh. In high school football, the Shrine Bowl head coaches have been announced. Kirk McLaughlin of Bighorn will coach the North team. Bighorn won the 2A state championship this past season and this is McLaughlin's first crack at being a Shrine Bowl head coach. McKay Young from Star Valley will be the South head coach and Star Valley won the 3A championship this past season. Young was the head coach for the South back in 2018 in the Shrine Bowl that will be held in June at Casper, at Casper Natrona County High School. In high school wrestling, Kelly Walsh will host the Border War Duels tomorrow and Saturday. Natrona and Cheyenne Central also competing in that one. Green River has a huge tournament Friday and Saturday with Laramie and Cheyenne South in that deal. And on Saturday, Glen Rock will be in the Wind River Tournament and Cheyenne East will be at uh, Arvada, Colorado. That's in sports. Okay, let's see. Stars who appeared in the window. You can look this up. 
Okay. All of the stuff's on the internet. Jerry Lewis, yep. Dick Clark, yeah. the Green Hornet, and Cato. And of course, Cato was Bruce Lee. Yeah. Sammy Davis Jr., Bill Dana as Jose Jimenez. Remember okay. that guy? Yeah. I am Jose Jimenez. Howard Duff as the Detective Sam Stone from the Felony Squad. Werner Kempler as Colonel Clink. No way. Yeah, he showed up. <laughs> uh, Lurch from the Adams Family. Excellent. Don Ho, Santa Claus, Art Linkletter, Edward G. Robertson, Susie Nickenbacher, uh, and Miss Mary's going, who? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Krill Lord, the Carpet King. I don't know who that is. I don't know that either. Yeah, I think that's one of those I looked at and went, who are you? But I guess you're famous enough to get on there. Okay. All right. Thank you, Frank. That's great. Yeah, I love that TV show. It's great. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. News time after that. National local update on your weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. Six of the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Thursday. Weekend's just over the horizon there. I got rid of some, and we'll get back to it if you want, some really important news to start the program in the first hour of the show. You don't have to worry about missing anything, though. If you're thinking I wasn't awake for the first hour, this show becomes a podcast after it's over. So you can go to the Wake Up Wyoming app, touch on demand, select today's episode. We get rid of news and a lot of the commercials to condense it for you. So you can always go back. So how many guns should a normal person have? About five. That sounds like a gun enthusiast. No, gun enthusiasts have about 15. 15? That sounds like someone who's obsessed with guns. No, people who are obsessed with guns have hundreds. Now that sounds like a psycho. No, psychos seldom own guns, and if they do, it's one or two. But one or two sound like a normal person. A normal person has about five. We have already covered this. I'm glad we had this little talk. Okay, this first story is just going to be bizarre. It's going to bother some people. So, disclaimer. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. If you say that you're in with the right group, you can get away with just about anything. So, for example, and if you're with the wrong group, you can't. So, so for example, let's say you go, uh, you're hungry, and you go buy some meat, some kind of chicken, beef, whatever, because you were hungry. There are those people who will complain that you're just murdering animals. But then again, you're not in with their club or their crowd. But what if you are on the left-leaning side, which those vegans will love you for that. 
but you're a member of a religious cult, therefore a minority, right? And your cult calls for the sacrificing of animals. Suddenly that's okay, right? because you say and do the right things otherwise. We're going to go to Michigan for this. Residents of a Detroit area community with a large Muslim population can sacrifice animals at home for religious reasons. I'm just letting that sink in. Imagine if you just grabbed some animal and you took it home. Uh, let's, let's do this. Let's do something reasonable. You decide to raise chickens in your backyard. And every so often you take one of those chickens and you kill it to make dinner. Now, I wonder if that neighborhood in Detroit would allow you to do that. Because we've had conversations even here in the state of Wyoming where in some communities, in some towns, they didn't want people doing that. Well, you're within the city limits, so? But they didn't want people doing that. But if you're doing it for human sacrifice, I'm sorry, human sorry, for animal sacrifice reasons, the city council explicitly approved the practice three to two Tuesday, another step in recognizing a cultural shift in a city whose 20th, uh, 20th century history was shaped by Polish immigrants. Muslims often slaughter animals, typically goats, sheep, or pay someone to do it for them during the holiday, which is uh, happening now. They have a holiday going on. Meat is shared with the family and friends and the poor. Now, that's another thing. I want to know if um, you people out there in Wyoming who like to hunt, if you just declare that what you're doing is for religious purposes, do you win approval then? I don't know. I'm asking the question. So this town's council, they're outside of Detroit there, in December had voted to continue a ban on animal slaughter, but reverse course at least for religious reasons, after legal advice and objections from people who follow the Islamic faith, according to the Detroit Free Press. Quote, if somebody wants to do it, they have a right to do whatever they practice, according to one council member whose name is Muhammad Hassad. So, of course, he's going to agree, right? So, director of the Michigan branch of the Council of American Islamic Relations says, it's not something new or novel. This is when Muslims recognize Abraham, sacrifice a sheep instead of having to sacrifice his son. See, now what I like here, I actually don't have a problem. Because let's take a look at what they're doing. They sacrifice the sheep, and then they basically field dress it like imagine if you killed an animal out in the wild. And they take the meat and every part of the sheep, and they use it. And in fact, some of the food, some of the meat, actually goes to the poor in the community. So I don't have a problem with it in that sense. It just might seem weird to us because we're calling it sacrifice, animal sacrifice. In that sense, I'm like, no, I have a problem with this. You know, they can, they're basically just taking it. If they didn't call it sacrifice, would people have a problem with it? It sounds weird because they called it sacrifice. So residents of the town will be required to notify the city and pay a fee and make their property available for inspections. Now, this is something that I've said many times before, and I mean many times before. Everything is immoral and dangerous. 
until you fill out the paperwork and pay the government money. And then all of a sudden, magically, it's okay. Whenever you go through, for those who have to go through on a regular basis, the permitting process for whatever job you might do. Why am I doing all of these permits? What's this all about? Everything you do is dangerous and immoral until you fill out the paperwork and pay government money. Then magically, it's okay. So to go take a sheep, these this Muslim community, let's say they go to somebody's house and they're going to have a celebration of this holiday. And as part of the celebration, they're going to sacrifice a sheep. And then just like you would field dress an animal if you're a hunter out here in Wyoming, they're going to do the same thing. Some will be made for dinner. Some will go feed to neighborhood poor people, poor families, and so on. Nobody would say anything about it, but now it's illegal and immoral until, here we go, according to the city, anyone doing this will have to notify the city. What if they just didn't? The city wouldn't know, unless a busybody neighbor told them, right? Then pay a fee. There you go. So you got to notify in writing. That's the paperwork. Got to get a hold of the city and let them know you're going to do this and fill out the paperwork and pay money. And then they might do a pop inspection of your property. This town in Michigan has a population of about 27,000. About half the residents are of Yemeni or Bangladesh descent, according to the free press in the area. So, yeah, I just I, I looked at that story and I thought, hmm. Yeah, here's Carol and Casper. Human sacrifice, Freudian slip. <laughs> there was a case, Carol, uh, in Europe. And I forget which country in Europe. I think I want to say Germany, but I forget. There's a country in Europe uh, that a guy put an ad online saying he was a cannibal and he wanted to eat human flesh and he volunteers. And he was serious. And somebody volunteered. The problem was the country that this happened in in Europe. Again, I believe Germany. I don't know if I'm right about that. They didn't have any laws against it. Yeah, so they had to go rush and write laws to make this an illegal practice. And it did happen, by the way. I don't think that the gentleman who offered his body up was killed. Just a chunk of him was taken for dinner. But there was nothing that the government could do about it because there were no laws against it at the time. And everybody in the agreement agreed. I mean... The, the cannibal wants to do it, and the guy who wants to get a piece of him eaten had agreed to it. So it happened. 716, wake up, Wyoming. Faster than a new case of measles. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods, live on AM 1030 and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Seven twenty-one's the time. Wake up, Wyoming. All right. So the story I'm going to follow up just for. Oh, I see a couple of a Carol first off in Casper Rianne and Fort Danger just sent me a note. She said we had a rooster in a group of chicks we got, so we had to kill him. As Pete went to snap his neck, he said, "Odin, accept this sacrifice." The rooster didn't die right away. Pete had oh. Gross. Why would you go through the rest of the detail? But anyway, um, the the point, okay, for those just tuning in, wondering, the hell is he talking about this morning? So there's in Michigan, 
in a small town. City council has just voted animal sacrifice is okay. Basically what it is is right about now there's a Muslim holiday and there's some Muslim in the community. They'll go ahead and take a sheep, let's say, and they'll go ahead and sacrifice it. But then they do everything you would normally do with an animal kill. They skin it. They use every part of the body, the skin and all of that. They cook the meat up. They give some of the meat to poor people in the area. So the only thing that weirds us out is they called it an animal sacrifice. If they just took a sheep they had raised and just killed it, used the skin, cooked the meat, ate it, gave some to some neighbors, some poor people, nobody would have a problem. But the moment you say it's religious sacrifice, suddenly people go, ooh, the hell? Why, it's the same thing. You just called it something else. Now, uh Carol, because she caught me, I had made a Freudian slip. I actually called it human sacrifice for a moment. Here's the story that I was talking about. Let's see, we have to go back to 2003 for this. So there was a, a victim of cannibalism. This is from The Guardian. To the family next door, Mr. Muiz seemed to be the perfect neighbor. He mowed their lawn, repaired their car, even invited them around for dinner. Careful about that. Residents of a small German town, so I was right, Germany, of Rottenburg. How would you like to live in a town named Rotten? You live in a Rottenburg. He also believed there was nothing odd about the 42-year-old computer expert whose light burned late into the night inside his creaking house yesterday. However, he appeared in court with the charge of killing and then frying and eating another man. Okay, so the guy did get killed. In one of the most extraordinary trials in German criminal history, self-confessed cannibal admitted that he had met a 43-year-old Berlin engineer after advertising on the Internet that he was looking for someone to cook and eat. He's a cannibal, and he volunteers. This guy said, sure, I'll do it. <clears throat> so, it was said um, something he wanted to do for a long time. Always had a fantasy. Wanted to fulfill it. Yesterday, German prosecutors described how he had fantasized about killing and devouring someone, including his classmate from the age of eight. The desire grew. So, okay, on the evening of March 9, two men met up and uh, went to a farmhouse where the, I, I don't want to say victim, he's a volunteer, swallowed a bunch of sleeping tablets and half a bottle of schnapps before the cannibal um, <clears throat> cut off his manhood and other body parts, fried them and ate them. Yeah. Uh, the guy, let me see, the, again, volunteer at this stage was bleeding heavily, uh, took a bath, read a Star Trek novel, bled to death, basically. Eventually, he finished off his victim by stabbing him in the neck with a large kiss, uh, kitchen knife, but kissed him first. This gets really weird, right? The problem that Germany had at the time is they didn't have any laws against this, and everybody was volunteering. So they had to figure out what to do in court in order to charge this guy with something. Wow, that's weird. Now, how would you like to have a Viking funeral? Brianne in Fort Danger? A Viking funeral. The only state that allows that is Colorado at this point. There's a slim chance. Well, I don't know. There's not too many lakes here in Wyoming or even in Colorado. You can push a boat out. But okay. 
There's a slim chance you legally shuffle the, okay, much Darth Okay, I might get past all of that into the story itself. It's illegal to burn a body in a floating boat anywhere in the U.S. And a single town in Colorado is the only place in the country where you can legally burn a corpse on a dry land funeral pyre. The purpose commonly called Viking funerals. It's the same way Darth Vader was done in. At the end, when Darth Vader died, and they just burned the body, helmet and all kind of stuff. Okay, that kind of a thing. They were doing like a Viking funeral. They were more likely to drag the boat ashore and burn it dry on dry land than push it out like you see in the movies. And Wyomingites don't seem interested in Viking funerals, regardless of whether they're historically accurate or not. Uh, according to Joey Casada, told Cowboy State Daily, head of the Wyoming Funeral Directors Association and funeral director at Jacoby's Funeral Home in Rollins. We haven't heard any requests for Viking funerals or open fires like that. In the United States, open-air crematorium, you're allowed to go ahead and cremate somebody, but it's got to be done properly in an oven. There's a way they do this. You can't do it open-air. And a lot of people might think twice about open-air cremation. He said, I've seen it. It's actually pretty gruesome to watch. Probably not something you want to see happen to a loved one. He said he learned about Viking burial practices during a trip to Norway. And, well, it's uh, you just let your imagination run wild about how gruesome it can look to watch that ha- happen to a family member. Contrary to popular belief, the mighty Northmen didn't honor their dead by setting a longship with bodies ablaze in the fjords. Instead, Viking, someone of Viking prominence died. The body, sometimes including horse and livestock, were placed on a grounded longship, and they set all that on fire. There's still some burial mounds in Norway where they can see where all of that happened. Okay, so if you want to get a Viking funeral, you're going to have to go down to Colorado to get that done. I'm going to pass this on. Let me see. Again, somebody who would be interested in this would be Rianne in Fort Danger. Would you like to have a Viking funeral or for someone that you know? There. There's the story that I just read for you. Now, we still haven't something else we haven't gotten here, and then I'll get back to real news. Here in the state of Wyoming, we don't do body composting either. More states are doing that where you're composted rather than just buried. Okay. But a lot of people in Wyoming, however, do not the Viking style, but they do get cremated. All right, coming up on some local news, update on your weather forecast after that. I'll get back to real news. John Day with your weather forecast. He joins me at 745. Weekend actually doesn't look that bad, but some big changes are ahead. So we'll talk to him about that at 745. It's Wake Up Wyoming.
Radio. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Six to time. Don Day's going to join me at 745 to talk about the weather. I've got a legislative update for you just a moment from now. Your state legislators are in session. Doug Randall's got an update for you like about a minute from now. Also, this story here I just found. There's a website out there that does, and I'll put this in quotes, news. Not really. And they get a lot wrong. And they try to do this state by state. Here's one. Wyoming Bucks national trend of women stepping out of higher education. And the gist of what they're saying is, well, actually, more women in Wyoming are going to college while the national trend is people are stepping away from college. Okay, they draw a lot of just not so smart, I'll say, conclusions here. Federal CARES Act dollars were directed to Wyoming's Department of Family Services when partnership with community classes to assist students in a number of ways. And the Federal CARES Act, that's, again, your government uh, spending a ton of money that it doesn't have. And they want women to get a college degree, essentially, right? And they're spending a lot of federal money to do it. So my answer to all of this is college is not for everybody. Just because you have a college degree doesn't mean that you're going to have a great career. It depends. What exactly were you doing? When you went for your college degree, what was the point of it? Because some people do better to not go to college, but either go to a trade school or just get a job in that profession and work their way up, depending on what it is. So this one is showing, they think, the virtues of the federal government spent all of this money to make sure that more people went to school than go to college. Yeah, but that, does that necessarily do any good for the person going to school? As we've seen, a lot. one of the reasons that a lot of people uh, today, past couple of years, have been stepping away from college and looking for alternatives is because today's colleges, a lot of them, just turned out to be a scam providing useless degrees. So spending extra federal money to make sure more women in Wyoming go to college, not necessarily a good thing. Doug Randall. Your Wyoming legislative update. This Wyoming talk. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. Coming up on 745, Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day with Day Weather. So, Don, it sounds to me from your weather forecast, the next few days anyway are just a bit of a break. That's it. A little okay. little respite, uh, but next two or three days, if you haven't taken your Christmas lights down yet, or yeah. you're waiting for maybe some better weather to, to travel, uh, which is still very difficult to do this morning in some areas, uh, here's your opportunity. We, we'll start to see uh, California storms again hitting the West Coast as we get into tomorrow and over the weekend, and that moisture will be held up at first, but some of it will come in late this weekend and early next week. Nothing major, but snow showers again, and as we've witnessed, Glenn, these big California storms, while they're getting beat up and chewed up as they move in to the Rockies, you know, these little pieces have been pretty impressive at times. I mean, that was an impressive amount of moisture that came through yeah. for some areas of the state yesterday. Okay. Now, 
your longer-term forecast, it sounded to me like picture a railroad track, and here comes the gentleman who pulls the lever that switches off the train to a different track. Because suddenly, what was coming in from the Pacific in California, suddenly the track has switched over and Canada's open again. That's right. Dust off your your uh, blame Canada audio because yeah. we'll be we'll be bringing it back. But that's exactly that's a good analogy because right now for another seven days or so, we'll continue to see these storms. There's there's more lined up off the west coast to come on in. Um, but what will happen is uh, the whole northern hemisphere will go through a shift, and what that will do is it'll direct the jet stream not into California, but actually pull it up and cause it to rise up over the Aleutians, up over Alaska building a big high pressure area there and that in turn churns our wind directions instead of coming from the west like they've been since new year's they're going to come in from the northwest and that opens the door to canada that opens the door to colder weather especially after the 20th of this month so basically it's status quo for another week after that things change okay but then after that when things change does that bring more moisture in or just cold well, you can expect you're going to get some snow as it gets colder, okay. uh, but you're, you're not looking at the real, I mean, that snow yesterday. Yeah. I mean, that talk about the snowman snow or snowball snow. Yeah. That was like a March snow uh, with that, it was just the water content so high, but you're, you're going to have the opportunity for some snow in this colder weather as well, uh, whether or not it's going to be a lot or a little, I can't tell you, but there's going to be some. All right. Thank you, Don. Don Day with Day Weather. Well, see, now he gave me a compliment there for a good analogy. That's about the only thing I'm really good at is the occasional analogy that makes me sound like I'm smart enough to do that show. But Frank will tell you, it's all an illusion. It, it is an illusion. Yeah. You know, Glenn, isn't isn't winter snow and cold? Yes, that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what you define it. Yeah, as yeah, yeah. It, that's, yeah and, and, and and last winter was cold and snow. Exactly, you're right. And, and and the one before that, yeah, was cold and snow. Is it cold and snow or snow and cold? Well, e either one, way, one comes I mean, with the other. Yeah, I okay. mean. Even a hundred years ago, a thousand years ago, ten thousand years ago. Yeah, that's the way it worked. Here's it was something for you to ponder. Someone has a sign out there in the snow in front of their business. It's too cold to change this sign. <laughs> I know. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. A few others. Um, if you don't pay for your exorcist on time, you might be repossessed. Uh -huh. That's good. I like that one. Okay, let's say if the number if the number two pencil is the most popular, then why is it still number two? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I'd never wondered. That. I always thought it had to do with the size of the pencil, but what do I know? And then, of course, here's one you've heard before. Why do we drive on parkways and park on driveways? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Why do fat chance and slim chance mean the same thing? Why? I have no idea why that's the case, but they mean the same thing. Somebody needs to sit down and start working on this stuff. Yeah, because okay. I never realized that. Okay, people tell you heads up when what they really mean is duck. Right, or okay. watch out. One time somebody did yell at me heads up, and we were out there. This was in school. We were out there doing PE, and we're just playing around with the football there, and somebody yelled heads up to me, and I looked up and caught the football right between the eyes. Oh, well. They it, should have said duck. You had warning. Okay. Not the right warning. We you had warning. We have C-sized batteries. Mm -hmm. We have A batteries, AAA, AA. Batteries, AA, yeah. You ever seen a B battery? No. Okay. I, Does I, it go in watches or I, something I'll like that? I'll have or? to look that one up. I don't know. I've never seen a B. 
Okay, why are you in a movie but on TV? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, why is, and I've often wondered this about underwear and pants. Why do we have a pair of pants? Why is a pair of underwear one item? Oh. One for each butt cheek? I don't know how this works. Somebody was thinking too, okay. too much now, about this. Here's something we all do. And I'll never understand this one. So you, you're working your remote control for your TV, and what you're trying to do isn't happening. So you press the button harder. <laughs> <laughs> it never works. Women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls escaped with a 61-60 win over Air Force last night in Colorado Springs. Tommy Olsen gave the Cowgirls the lead for good with a layup with five seconds to go. Air Force had a three-point lead with 23 seconds remaining. Quinn Whiteman at 17 for UW. Allison Ferdy chipped in 14. Cowgirls shot 50% from the floor, but just 3 of 14 from the three-point line. They do improve the 3-1 and one in Mountain West play in 10-5 and five overall. They'll be at San Jose State on Saturday. Wyoming Cowboy basketball team in a serious funk. They have lost six in a row. They are 0 and four in Mountain West play after an 83-63 road loss to Utah State on Tuesday. Cowboys aren't even close to full strength with all the injuries they have, and they were just completely overwhelmed by Utah State. The Aggies shot the ball well. They rebounded the ball well, and they have a big home court advantage there. Whether the Cowboys can turn this around with who they have available at any given time remains to be seen, but it's not going to get any easier. They will host 13-4 and Boise State on Saturday night in Laramie. In the NFL, the race is on for the Denver Broncos to find a new head coach after a 5-12 and season and missing the playoffs again. There's a sense of urgency now with this new ownership group to straighten this out. The team did interview former Stanford head coach David Shaw, and he spent nine years coaching in the NFL with Philadelphia, the Raiders, and Baltimore. The big prize in this search is former New Orleans head coach Sean Payton, and the Broncos have gotten the okay from the Saints to speak with him, but it's going to cost the Broncos a pretty penny to get him on board due to the fact that he's still under contract with the Saints, and the Broncos are expected to talk to University of Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh. High school football, the Shrine Bowl high school coaches have been announced. Kirk McLaughlin of, of Big will be coaching the North team. Bighorn won the 2A state championship this season, and this is McLaughlin's first crack at being a Shrine Bowl head coach. McKay Young from Star Valley will be the South head coach. Star Valley won the 3A state championship this past season, and Young was the South head coach back in 2018, and the Shrine Bowl will be in Casper coming up in June. In high school wrestling, Kelly Walsh will host the Border War duels tomorrow and Saturday with Natrona and Cheyenne Central competing in that one. Green River has a huge tournament Friday and Saturday with Laramie and Cheyenne South in that deal. On Saturday, Glen Rock will be in the Wind River Tournament, and Cheyenne East will be in the Arvada Colorado Tournament. That's it in sports. So I went ahead and looked it up. There is a B-size battery. Oh, okay. But after, let me see, it was World War One. the uh, battery industry decided to standardize batteries. And so they came up with all the different kinds of ones. And the size B, you need to special order that. Do you really? Yeah, if you want that. It's just not typically used. Okay. It's a very rare battery to find a B-size battery. Name any device that has a B-size. But they wanted to standardize this. So that way, when you bought something that took batteries, you know, it was not some oddball battery that you would have to go searching for. Like Q. Yes. Yeah. It's just there's certain batteries, and everything that's being invented would fit those certain battery sizes, and there you go. Now, if you want to know more about it, there's actually a couple of battery stores around. Oh, yeah. They have, a, they have one... Uh in Casper, they they, they they sell the ones, I mean, like, you, you, you need the battery, like, for a stopwatch? Sure. Uh, you know, like, regular watches? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm often the guy who, I go to that battery store on occasion because it's not that I, I, I just want someone to do it for me. Exactly, me too, yeah. I could get it done, but 
you know, me getting it done would take like an hour. The young man behind the counter is going to get it done in like two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Fix this, please. So I will pay for that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Pay Thank for convenience. Yep. Yeah. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. And we're rolling into news time after that. National local update on weather forecast. Oh, and then we'll get into open phones. 888-97-WOODS, 888-97. Oh, and Miss Mary has a guest for us. Liberty's Place for You. That guest will show up in person. We'll have a conversation with what Liberty's Place for You is. That's in the 8 o'clock hour. Wake up, Wyoming. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Sitting in the studio with me is Mike Pyatt here. And he is with Liberty's Place for You here in the state of Wyoming, which has a town hall from time to time. What's the purpose of the town halls? Uh, this time, uh, the town hall, actually, it's quite a variety, Glenn. We, we go from, uh, we start out with a debate, mm-hmm. and we've invited people that represent the city of Casper, commissioners, the uh, legislators are going to give us an update, and uh, we've invited Cynthia Lummis to come and explain her vote on the Respect for Marriage Act. Okay. So, did she it say be a she lively was, night? Is she going to show up for that? We have not heard. Finally, okay. we're hoping. Yeah. I've been in negotiation with her uh, state rep here and her uh, staff attorney. Uh, we're hoping she'll come. Right. That's not final. Okay. Yeah, that's always a tough one to get done. It is. Especially when they're in session like that. But in general, that's a that's a tough one to get done. And a lot of people were asking that very question. They were. Why did you vote that way? And we, uh, uh, beside inviting her, uh, her rep has put together a bunch of material she's going right. to send me. Okay. So. We'll see what comes out. Sometimes when the senator's not able to show up, they send the, some of their staff to go ahead and speak for them That's and give the message That's going to be my yeah. suggestion. In fact, I texted her this morning and said, yeah. look, why don't you come and explain? You could probably do a better job than I. Yeah. Okay. Now, what about the debate? Who debates about what? Well, this is in the first uh, formal debate we've had. It will be the new mayor of uh, the city of Casper, Bruce Nell, and he will be de- debating one of Liberty's Place for You member, uh, Dan Sabrowski. Mm-hmm. And the framing the issue is uh, in December, city council passed this new anti-discrimination ordinance. It started in 2018 as a, quote, uh, resolution. So now it's full blown. So the debate will be over. Is this uh, ordinance good for the city of Casper, or even necessary for the city? Exactly. Of Casper. That's another good part of it. And I think uh, Dan Sabrowski's position will be that it's not, and Bruce Nell, of course, will uh, say otherwise. And we've invited uh, 
County Commissioner Dave North. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the moderator. Okay. To keep uh, to keep it fair and balanced. These are some pretty good conversations. Now, is it everybody has to show up in order to watch it, or can they go ahead and tune in somehow? Because sometimes no. people are podcasting. We we, yeah. we have we continue to think about the podcast, yeah. but that that's not happening. So we're inviting the public, okay. of course, and uh, we've sent out almost 250 emails just to. Mm-hmm remind everybody okay we're looking for it'd be a lively evening Glenn. so for people who want to attend do they need to bring anything or is it just free and open to the public free and open to the public mm-hmm. uh 1150 north poplar here Wait, in casting free food uh there's free and it is free finger food and beverages okay for all who are there as okay. long as they last as long as they last yeah <laughs> right. not the people but the food the food so yeah <laughs> come on well it could the be the people too Glenn. yeah well okay so uh, again uh, they want to show up where and when it's uh 5 p.m to 8 p.m january 21st that's a saturday at the hilton garden inn 1150 north poplar let's talk a little bit about liberty's place for you because this is something that you're doing in casper wyoming right but I've heard of Liberty Place for You having town halls like this all over the country, not just in Wyoming. What is this organization? Well, How did you find it? Ours is ours is a separate uh, organization. We okay. we started ours in uh, December of 2020. Hmm. So this will be our eighth town hall or forum right. in the past two years. So we're we're totally independent now. We do. Uh, network with some other grassroots organizations in Wyoming Mm. and there'll be people from various counties around the state that will come to this event. Okay because this sounds interesting how would somebody set this up in their own community? Well there are some uh, grassroots organizations we're working with. Uh, They've seen uh, we've had a modicum of success I think and some of us have uh, some have said look We'd like to get together with you and uh, maybe replicate or try and do that. So mm-hmm. we're working with some people from other counties, Glenn, to do that. Okay. Where do you find the people who are interested in showing up for something like this? Well, usually politically active people. Yes, right? they're they're politically active. What we have discovered, uh, we think two years ago we tapped into a uh, previously untapped resource people who for a variety of reasons glenn had uh, given up on having a voice hmm. in in politics or uh, local and um, so we said look we will make it a point to involve you so our town halls uh the focus is our audience glenn hmm. after every topic every uh, speaker, there will be questions from the audience. Okay. So we involve them, and then so over past two years, people that have come tell somebody else. You know, word of mouth is pretty effective, and uh, we found we've got a fairly good following right now. And of course, our goal, our mission, is to advance liberty in Natrona County and beyond. Okay. So we're we're beyond right now. Are you looking for members or just people to show up? Just people to show, and okay. we look for people who would like to help. Mm-hmm. We tell one of our, uh, I, I guess, sayings, uh, our motto is, liberty is not self-perpetuating. Right. It requires a force, and you are that force, we tell people. 
So they can help us in a variety of ways, Glenn. So libertiesplaceforyou.com is the website that I'm looking at right here. Any other social media that you've set up for that? Oh, we're on Facebook. Okay. And uh, one, one of our guys has us on Twitter. Uh, the, the MC this time uh, will be one of our founding members, okay. Mike Ethorn. In the past, we've I've done some of the MC work, uh, but this time it's going to be Mike Ethorn. And so we're looking forward. The debate, we think, will be lively. And there'll be some people interested. And uh, we, we're taking, we've asked for some questions from our uh, participants online. And mm -hmm. so they're sending me some questions now. We'll use those. Okay. So let's remind people again, for this particular event, this debate and discussion, they want to be where, when? They want to be at 1150 North Poplar, Hilton Garden Inn. In Casper, Saturday, uh, January 21st, 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. And, Glenn, people who are listening, we're going to have a number of legislatures come and give us an early bird report right. on what's going on. And, you know, it starts for real today. Yeah. So we're going to have uh, people from the Senate and the House. And um, we've invited some of the new trustees from the school board to give us an update so we're going from the city of casper all the way up to the u.s senate in okay. this one town hall and again for our website they can find you at uh liberty's place for you wy uh, dot com good idea i think to get involved but also if you're not in the casper or toronto area get in touch with this guy and how to work with them on setting one up for your area. and glenn they could if they have any questions mm -hmm. i've always given out my phone number it's 307-267-1412, uh, Mike Pyatt, and I promise when I answer to not be grumpy. Okay. That's my job. 815, <laughs> Wake Up Wyoming. This morning, Travel Network is on the air. Sorry, but we had a budget. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. 888 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Gentleman I just had in the studio with me said that his wife was listening to the Wake Up Wyoming show off of the app or trying to. And after he explained something to me, I thought, oh, I should explain it to you just so you know what you're looking at. Because this is real simple. You don't have to be tech savvy. You know, we're getting real close to about half the listeners for this program listening off of the app. The phone is now your radio. That's where technology is going. You used to have a transistor radio in, the, in your pocket for those people old enough to remember or a small little FM radio in your pocket. Somewhere. Not anymore. So you're carrying your radio with you everywhere you go because you're carrying your phone with you everywhere you go. So here's how you do this. You can listen to this program on one of several radio stations that carry this program, or go to your app store, type Wake Up Wyoming, you'll see the show. It downloads, right? When I am on live, the top right-hand corner, you touch the Wake Up Wyoming app, it opens up. The top right-hand corner, on one hand, you see these little bubbles, like uh, word bubbles that you would see above cartoon characters. That's the chat option. You touch that, and you can send me a text message when I'm on the air. To the right of that is a circle with an arrow in it. 
That is a play icon. You touch that, and you can listen to the show live on your phone. All right, when the show is done, you'll notice there's sort of like a toolbar down below the main picture on the, on the uh, app here. On the left side, it says On Demand. You touch On Demand, and you can select old episodes. Or even Wyoming Altered States, which is the funny bit set we produce in-house for this program here. So that's just, I'll, I'll mention that again at other times for people who have never really used the Wake Up Wyoming app, and you're not taking full advantage of it. There's so many things you can do. And it's free, too. We don't charge you for all of this. And you can also keep in touch with other people listening to this program all across the region. All right. Now, you're not going to like this next story, which is why I'm going to tell it to you. Migrants, illegal aliens, in other words, are drinking all day and having sex in the stairwells on taxpayer-funded New York hotels, according to whistleblowers. And some of these are expensive hotels. An employee of Roe. One of New York's biggest, best-known hotels became a whistleblower Wednesday after released a video, photos of illegal immigrants trashing the hotel and leaving fresh food out to rot. He says it's a disgrace, Roe, New York City employee. And his name is Felipe Rodriguez. He's here legally. He doesn't like what's happening with the illegals that are here. So he said the chaos that we see today by these migrants being drunk, drinking all day, smoking marijuana and other drugs. And all of this at a rather nice hotel on the taxpayer's dime. He also says that Roe is struggling with domestic violence in her hotel among the migrants, among people even having sex on the, in the hall, you know, up the stairwells and so on, and fights between migrants and also migrants and security officers. Rodriguez shared videos of fresh good food sitting out to rot in trash bags because they don't want to eat it. They said they don't like it. All of this food is going to waste. This is insane. There's about 36,400 illegal aliens that came to New York City in the last few months that have been housed in just 14 hotels. Rodriguez explains the employees have lost control over these hotels. Quote, the form which they keep their rooms is horrendous. They don't clean. They don't fold their clothes. They're hoarding things. Uh, it's, there's no accountability, he says. He said they uh, struggled in 2017. He, Rodriguez, the gentleman talking, said that he struggled in 2017 to pay his car, gas, and electricity bill but that these people have none of those responsibilities because your federal government's just giving them, here's your hotel, here's your food, everything else. Here's some money to spend. There's a lot of stuff that I have been responsible for, he said. Fortunately, these migrants, they got the government of the United States to hand them carte blanche to pretty much do as they wish. And they go into the hotel and do just that. He said the risk of sickness it's also on the rise. There are people who are sick and spreading all types of illnesses, including things like chickenpox. But nobody's speaking out against the migrants, abuse, and hotel employees, he said. And the, the one that they, they've had all the power in the migrants, the hotel workers, lost their power of the hotel. So the migrants have basically taken over the hotel 
and the people who work there no longer have any control over the hotel. Now, this story popped up on Laura Ingram's show on Fox News. This gentleman didn't just sit there making these accusations. He brought video to show it. Now, what needs to happen, really, is the video needs to get out there and go viral. Because I don't expect, and I know you don't expect, to have any help from CNN or MSNBC or other news organizations. Or, for that matter, those people in government right now who are providing all of the money for these people showing up in the hotel rooms and so on. It really, there, there needs to be massive outrage. And if anything, shut it down. In fact, what I, I'm going to tell you what I would love to see happen that's not going to happen. But this is what I want to see. Let's go ahead and just first off, shut off the money. No more. We're done with the money. Let the hotels know quietly, clandestinely, they're all about to leave. Show up and gather them all up by force if necessary. Load them up and send them back down to the border and put them on the other side of the border. And don't let them back in. Because according to this story, there's over 36,000 of these people in New York City in just a few hotels being completely taken care of. And they don't have to do anything. You're talking free hotel, free food, a little bit of cash to spend, and they have nothing to do with themselves all day long. So they're just coasting on all of this. So pack them all up, send them all back. Think about how much money would be saved. Yeah, by your federal government, for one thing. And that would even lower crime in the cities as well. And j just, again, get them out of here. Let them know. If you want to come back to America, we have a process to allow you to do that. You can come back. But you've got to come back through the process. We vet for a reason. And one of the several reasons that we vet for is to make sure that people have a means to support themselves if they're going to come to this country from another country to become a U.S. citizen. You're a law-abiding citizen. You have means to support yourself. You're not carrying any disease that we can't handle, things like that. If that's the case, then welcome to America. By the way, we're not going to provide anything for you. Americans are not going to give you any money or give you a hotel or anything else. Yeah, this is Rhiannon for Danger. Didn't these people just come from a country where they had little, very little food? Unbelievable. I'd say that's about right. Yeah, absolutely unbelievable. But there is something that happens to some people when you just give them free stuff like this. Here's a, here's a bus trip to New York. Here's a free hotel room. Here's free food. Here's some spending cash. No, you don't have to do anything. Just here you go. Now what? What's the end game here? What's the exit strategy for this? I'm glad finally somebody thought to shoot some video and get it out there. So it made one program anyway, nationally. Let's see if this goes viral and if something gets done. Where's the outrage in New York? Do New Yorkers even know about this? Coming up on 8.30, local news coming your way right after local news update on your weather forecast. Open phones, 888-97-WOODS. Wake up, Wyoming.
part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Thirty-six at the time. Wake up, Wyoming. All right, triple eight ninety-seven Woods is the phone number. Eight 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 ninety-seven W O O D S. And I got some chat messages to answer. But first, Patrick is in Evansville about illegal aliens in New York. Morning, Patrick. Good morning, Glenn. How are you doing today? Live and kicking. Life is good. Yeah, very good. Very good. Um, I was going to uh, just mention uh, you had been talking about the uh, illegals in New York and. Uh, we have a problem with the vernacular in this nation. Um, the liberals uh, like to draw a distinction between criminal aliens and illegal aliens. Right. Isn't the fact that these people entered our nation illegally in violation of our laws make them criminal right. aliens? Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Republicans, conservatives need to get control of the narrative. Oh, sure. In fact, you they're know, even would, called undocumented instead of illegal. Yeah, yeah, yeah they they are illegal aliens. Yeah. Uh, what what do we expect from them when their first contact with our nation and our society is to violate our laws? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, and. Uh, Getting control of the narrative, that extends to other things as well. Sure. You know, every time I hear uh, these Joe Biden or these other liberals saying uh, threat to democracy, threat to democracy, uh-huh. conservatives need to stand up and say the greatest threat to our republic are these radical socialist Democrats. Yeah. Let's throw it back at them. Sure. And that is, one, I think, one of the narrative. most important things, and socialists know this, one of the most important things, if you want to win, is you've got to change the nature of the language and phraseology in order to win the argument. They can't win the argument on its merits, so they'll change exactly. the language. And then, because you said something like illegal alien, which they entered the country illegally, and they're alien to this country, therefore illegal alien. But you said that, so that makes you racist, which is an attempt to get you to shut up. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. Hmm. You know, we, we need to start using the language correctly. Yes. And Republicans need to, conservatives need to start... Uh, uh, Firing back at these yeah, people and using the language correctly. Oh, here, here's one more, and I'm and I'm going. I'm claiming this. It's going to be a long haul, but I'm working on this one. Please quit saying fossil fuels. It's organic exactly. fuels. Okay, that's one. Exactly. But also, when it comes to wind and solar and electric cars, don't say that it's green energy or sustainable because none of that's true either. Correct. Yeah, right. absolutely. We have a lot of work to do. All right, thank you, All right, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. You can do what Patrick just did, 888-97-WOODS, 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Or what some other people are doing. I explained this just a moment ago. You have the Wake Up Wyoming app. Download it from the app store on your phone. Piece of cake. It's free. Top right of the phone, you'll see something that looks like little word bubbles that you would see in a cartoon. That's the chat option. Touch that. You can send me text. Links DJ just sent me a picture of something she was asking, can I go ahead and read this on the air? And yes, I will. DJ's up in Gillette. 
This guy looks very serious, by the way. He's got a bow tie that's an American flag bow tie. Is there election fraud in Wyoming? With Dr. Douglas G. Frank. Thursday, January 12th. That's tonight. Family Life Church. If you're in Gillette or Campbell County. 480 South Highway 50 in Gillette, Wyoming. Douglas Frank... Ph.D., world-renowned uh, physicist with 60 peer-reviewed scientific uh, publications, talks about who he is uh, and places where he has appeared. But free admission, donations will be covering expenses, gratefully accepted. But again, is there election fraud in Wyoming is his question that he'll be discussing. That's tonight, January 12th, Family Life Church in Gillette, Wyoming, which is 480 South Highway 50. On that note, I told DJ I would read that. Let me go back to a story that I touched on earlier this morning. So, you know, when we got our new Secretary of State here in Wyoming, who came from Casper, and he was in the state legislative body for a while as as the state um, House of Representatives, Chuck Ray. Now he's your Secretary of State, and much of his staff quit over exactly these kinds of questions. He scored a victory with the defeat of a bill that would have prevented ballot inspections. House Bill 6, possibility of hand-counting ballots to audit them. So that remains alive. HB 6, which would have clarified that ballots cannot be requested for inspection under the Public Records Act, was rejected by the committee in a 6-3 vote. So the idea that we can, in fact hand-inspect ballots if we think that there is a problem. One of several things that Chuck Gray wants to do, and it's not so much that, you know, when it comes to election fraud, as I've always said, when it comes to elections, if you're having an election, somebody's going to try to commit fraud. Now, it's always a question of, is there enough fraud to actually change the outcome of the election? But fraud will always happen. So what we do is try to put measures in place to make it as difficult as possible for fraud to happen. You'll never reach impossibility, but you can make it as difficult as possible for fraud to happen. And so there's what Chuck wants to do. Just make sure that we don't make some of the same mistakes that some other states have had. Nevada would be one of them, of several states that have uh, major problems that when elections are held in those states, there's questions about ballots and Illinois has always been a problem. But yeah, there are states out there where there are questions. What exactly happened here? How did some new ballots suddenly appear? Why did those voting machines act strangely? You know, things like that. Drop boxes for ballots, things like this. So he wants to put in place measures in the state of Wyoming that would just make it more difficult. Not like we've ever had a problem before, or did we? Well, you, you people in Campbell County can find out with your speaker tonight. All right. Another one DJ sent me yesterday. DJ, you get a twofer out of this. This is, I, I like the title of this. It's hysterical. Remember, everything is the fault of climate change, right? Everything. Rise in heart disease may be explained by extreme weather conditions, according to a study. Now, if we're having, first off, we're not really having extreme weather conditions. I know we do have a bad hurricane or a bad tornado or whatever. Weather conditions are the way that they've been for quite some time. Nothing, believe it or not, nothing extreme is happening. 
this past hurricane season that we had in the Gulf and Gulf of Mexico and in the Atlantic was actually a very quiet hurricane season. We did have a hurricane Ian that did a lot of damage, but the bulk of the season almost nothing happened. But they'll tell you that it's extreme what's happening out there. Okay, so Dr. Martha Gugliotti will never forget the first time she saw young, healthy athletes die of a heat stroke. 1995, Chicago, middle of a heat wave that would ultimately claim about 700 lives. The medical community was not prepared, the story says, for these temperatures would do to people. Well, again, we do have heat waves from time to time. Since 1995, heat waves. Climate change has intensified globally. No, it hasn't. And it goes on to say wildfires, hurricanes, droughts, famine. Again, these things are not more intense than ever before. When you actually, and I've read for you the numbers on air. But now they're telling you because of all of this, you have a chance of having a heat stroke or a heart attack. Okay. Shows you once again, they're going by the rhetoric and not by the actual numbers. 845. Wake up, Wyoming. Sometimes the best way. Native, but never boring. Wake up, Wyoming, with Len Woods on K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS. Eight forty nine is the time. Off we go to the ice box to talk to Frank Gambino. Frank, I decided uh, might as well just go with it here. A few more odd things for you to ponder. Okay. Okay. Why do doctors leave the room when you change? They're just going to see you naked anyway. Well, they don't want to. Wa- well. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. Okay. Why does the toe tag on a dead person? Uh, what do you do if they don't have toes? Put it on their finger. I, I would guess so, yeah. yeah. If you're driving a federal government-owned car and you run a stop sign, is it still a crime? I can actually answer that because I talked to... Wait, what is your answer? Uh, no, be, yes. Okay. And that's because one of our uh, state representatives, Cynthia Lummis, now in, in the Senate, I had a conversation with her because she was pulled over for speeding in a state vehicle. Ooh. Yeah, uh, I, I, went, I was talking to a police officer because I was up in the dome of the Capitol building getting a tour from a police officer, a state trooper, mm-hmm. and I pointed to her name. She had signed the dome like a lot of other people yeah, have. Yeah. And he said, I have her signature, too, on a speeding ticket. <laughs> <laughs> she told me the whole story. Okay. Actually, the police officer was her neighbor, too. He felt really bad about it. Really? Yeah, the, okay. the guy couldn't give her a break? No. No, he can't. Oh, no. come on. Okay. If a person dies and springs back to life, do they get their money back from the <laughs> for the coffin? <laughs> no. I, didn't, I didn't know those were uh, refundable. I don't or, know. Or I would hang on to it because you're going to end up using it again at some point. Well, okay. If you're asked to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me God. And you're the main witness. What happens if you say no oh um i think you'd be escorted out of the court i I would think so no i'm not gonna do that and to jail i'm just gonna lie to you here i'm not gonna 
All righty then. In women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls escaped with a 61-60 win over the Air Force last night in Colorado Springs. Tommy Olsen gave the Cowgirls the lead for good with a layup with five seconds to go. Air Force had a three-point lead with 23 seconds to go. Quinn Weideman had 17 points for UW with Allison Furtick chipping in 14. Cowgirls shot 50% from the floor, but just three of 14 from the three-point line. They improved to three and one in Mountain West Conference play and 10 and five overall. They'll be at San Jose State on Saturday. Wyoming Cowboy basketball team in a serious funk. They have lost six in a row. They're 0-4 in Mountain West play after an 83-63 road loss to Utah State on Tuesday. The Cowboys aren't even close to full strength, and with all the injuries they have, they were just fr- frankly overwhelmed by Utah State. The Aggies shot the ball well, they rebounded the ball well, and they, had a, they have a big home court advantage. Whether the Cowboys can turn this thing around with whoever is available remains to be seen, but it's not going to get any easier for this group. They will host 13-4 Boise State on Saturday night in Laramie. In the NFL, the race is on for the Denver Broncos to find a new coach after a 5-12 and season and missing the playoffs again. There's a sense of urgency with this new ownership group to straighten this out. The team did interview former Stanford head coach David Shaw, who spent nine years coaching in the NFL with Philadelphia, the Raiders, and Baltimore. The big prize in this search is New Orleans head coach, former New Orleans head coach Sean Payton, and the Broncos have gotten the okay to speak with him from the Saints. It's going to cost the Broncos a pretty penny just to get him on board due to the fact that he's still under contract with the Saints. The Broncos also are expected to talk with University of Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh. High school football, the Shrine Bowl head coaches have been announced. Kirk McLaughlin of Bighorn will coach the North team, and Bighorn won the 2A championship. McKay Young from Star Valley will coach the South team. Star Valley won the 3A state championship, and the Shrine Bowl will be in Casper coming up in June. And high school wrestling, Kelly Walsh will host the Border War duels tomorrow and Saturday, with Natrona and Central competing in that one. Green River with a huge tournament Friday and Saturday. Laramie and Cheyenne South in that one. On Saturday, Glen Rock will be in the Wind River Tournament. And Cheyenne East will be at Arvada, Colorado. Glenn, I am searching the Internet. The South Dakota Department of Transportation has a contest to name the snowplow. Oh. So here are some of the entries. Okay. Catch by Drift. Uh Uh-huh. I like that. Oh. Betty Whiteout. Uh Uh-huh. Snow Force One. Okay, good one. Yeah. Little, little Plow on the Prairie. Not bad. Okay. Plowabunga. Uh, that's good. I like Plowabunga. Luke Ice Walker. Okay. Fossum. Yes. Sleetwood Man. <laughs> See, these are great. <laughs> Snowmagator. Okay. Blizzard Buster. Uh-huh. 605 Polar Express and uh-huh. Black Hills Cold Rush. Okay, you see, now how do you pick out of those? Because they need to buy more snow plows because those <laughs> I, are all good. I, I, I'm sure they have more than nine. Yeah, okay. All right, Jack. That's great. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on... I really like some of those. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on weather forecast. Open phones for the next segment of the program. 888-97-WOODS. It's 888-97-WODS. Or use the Wake Up Wyoming app. Top right corner, look for those little word bubbles up there. That's the chat option. You can send me a note while I'm on the air. And I answer back. It's like texting me. Wake up, Wyoming. Six to time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. 
phone lines are open. 888-97-WOODS. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. Hey, bud, there's no school today, okay? Why? They shut it down because there's so much ice on the roads. It's too dangerous. Okay. I'll see you when I get home from work tonight, okay? Okay, but why do you have to go to work if there's ice everywhere? Work doesn't care if you die. That's I'll a true tonight, story. Okay? Yeah, it's okay. So again, triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number that's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. You can talk about what I'm talking about, change the subject. I'll just kind of roll with the whole thing. That's fine by me. Okay. Because of the topics this hour, warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call the show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Using the Wake Up Wyoming app, I got to make sure. this. Who was this? Oh, Brad. Okay, I thought it was going to be another Dave. No, this is Brad. And he sends me this note. Now, here's how you use the Wake Up Wyoming app to send me a text. app is free to download at your app store. Top right-hand corner. When the app load, touch the app, it opens up. Top right-hand corner, you see these little bubbles, like word bubbles for cartoon characters or your comic book characters. All right, touch that. Send me a text. Or like DJ did up in Gillette, she sent me a picture. It's just like texting someone. All right. We were talking last hour about New York City and how there's hotels there that are overrun because the government has just dumped a bunch of illegal aliens on these hotels, all expenses paid. They get rooms, they get food, some spending money, and they're just tearing the place apart. They, they're really, they're just destroying these places. Drinking, drugs, sex in the stairwells, et cetera, et cetera. And there's video proof of this, by the way, right? And my question is, why can't we just ship all these people, cut off the money, ship them all back across the border, make them go through proper channels to come into this country? Nobody has a problem with anyone coming into this country as long as they go through the proper channels. And when they get here, they're not after free stuff. They want what you do. They want to get a job, start a life, that kind of a thing, right? All right, so Brad writes this note. Morning, Glenn. Uh, just a funny side note. He said, I traveled to Germany at Christmas. Uh, when I got back to Denver, there were about 700 to 800 people going through customs. This took three hours of snaking lines. I mentioned to a few people in line, we are U.S. citizens with passports that were checked leaving Germany and coming into the U.S., if we're coming across the southern border, it would have been easier. Illegals can just get in much easier. Just walk across the border. In fact, in many cases, they walk across the border. They're picked up. They're driven to some other state. In this case, New York, like I mentioned, they're dropped off at a hotel. They're giving spending money, a room, and food, et cetera, et cetera. They also got free phones. And your callers are right. Illegals are illegals. 
Yeah, they keep they, people are trying to change the narratives on that. Why is it that an American citizen coming back into the country has to go through so much scrutiny? Again, they were checked leaving Germany. Now they get checked again as they enter America. Spending hours in line going through customs. Yet, someone on the southern border who's not an American citizen can just sneak across the border. And then they're given, here's your cell phone, here's your trip to another city, here's your free hotel, here's some spending cash. And no one put them through customs, right? Did they? How long did that take? I know they have to go through some processing, but all right. Different topic. I'm doing a little bit of house cleaning early because I have so many topics. There's no way I'm going to get through them all today and tomorrow as well. And I like to sort of clean the slate so when we get into the weekend, you guys, well, your heads are clear and you had a chance to vent. There's a lot of memes going around social media right now about the price of eggs. And I've heard a lot of people complain about the price of eggs. Go to the, Those of you who have chickens at home, you want to make some good money right about now? Yeah, start selling those eggs because they're going at a premium. Why is the price of eggs so high? Oh, and by the way, I have neighbors who have chickens and they have eggs from the chickens and so on. But some people have actually made fun of neighbors with chickens. I never do, especially when something like this happens. Yeah, the price of eggs are really high right about now. Why? Headline here says, well, opinions vary. Story says, egg prices are soaring, and there are two schools of thought as to why it's happening. Grocery shoppers tend to point a finger at Bidenflation and grouse that eggs, like everything else in their cart, has gone up. Farmers, business owners tend to say that the bird flu epidemic raised the cost of eggs. Colorado, the Denver Post reports that there is an egg shortage on grocery store shelves. The state's egg industry blames nationwide outbreaks of avian influenza, consumer demand, new state laws. The new law requires all eggs in the grocery store and produced on Colorado farms to be cage-free. So demand for cage-free eggs is skyrocketing after the law went into effect. Not so much because of the customers, because that's what the stores have to do. There aren't enough people producing cage-free eggs to meet the demands. Farms with 3,000 or fewer egg-laying hens are exempt from the rule. Last week, Scarborough noticed uh, empty shelves in Western Slope uh, Community Grocery Store eggs and stock and uh, limits around customers. Yeah, I've seen this too. Uh, I, I was in a grocery store, I'm trying to remember which one it was, but it was here in Wyoming. And it said, I want to say it was in Albertsons, but anyway, it said uh, there were the eggs were two cartons per customer. That's it. They weren't letting people buy any more to make sure there was enough to go around. So hen flocks across the nation began suffering outbreaks of avian flu last February. About 40 million hens have died or been euthanized. 5% drop in the flock size since November compared to November 2021, according to the Department of Agriculture. Lingering bird flu outbreaks combined with the rise of prices of food, fuel, labor costs. This is like the perfect storm here, isn't it? That's up $1.72 from the previous year. This really puts pressure, the story says, on those who rely heavily on eggs like bakeries, restaurants, 
and other food producers. Though some price increases are beginning to slow a bit, gas prices have come down. That's helped a little bit there with those egg prices. There are, the story says there may be some good reasons, or I'm sorry, some good news on the horizon. Commodity researchers report that the Midwest large eggs fell to $4.63 a dozen on Friday. That's down from the record high of $5.46 a dozen in December. That is ridiculously high, but customers are noticing, hey, that's better than where it was. So a University of Arkansas agricultural economist say there may be some relief in egg prices in the next couple of months because egg farmers have been steadily replacing their flocks. And so as they get more birds, well, then, you know, more eggs, prices will slowly start to drop because of that. Just got to make sure we don't have a supply chain problem on that, right? 915, Wake Up Wyoming. Anywhere you roam with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030, K2 Radio. 921's the time. Phone number to get involved. Doesn't matter what I'm talking about. Change the subject if you want. 888-97-WOODS, 888-97-WOODS. A couple of people dropped me notes off of the app, which you can do. Remember the chat button on the app. When you touch the Wake Up Wyoming app and it opens up. Top right hand, you'll see what looks like little word bubbles like you would see in a comic book. Okay, that's the chat option. Send me a text message. Next to it is a little circle with an arrow thingy in it, kind of like a triangle thing. That's where you can listen live. On the toolbar, you'll see on demand. Touch that, and you can select old episodes and listen later. Okay. A couple of notes that I got off the app. Michelle is in Greeley, Colorado. So since I was just talking about the high cost of eggs and some of the theories as to why those eggs are so expensive, she writes, but why is chicken meat still pretty cheap? It's not renewable like eggs. Maybe half of the eggs are going to hatching new egg layers. I don't know. I have no idea what the answer to that is, but good question. Greg and Cheyenne. This was yesterday in Platte, Goshen, and Laramie County's Tri-Corner area the day before Tuesday. It was dry ground. Oh, he sent me a picture. Now, you can do that, too. I'm clicking to see what he sent me. You can go ahead and use your app to send me up. If that's what you did, it didn't come through. Try it again. DJ and Gillette, just a little while ago, you can go ahead and use your app. It's just like texting and send me a picture or something. I'd like to see what that looks like. Now, while you guys were busy listening to that news and information break, I opened up what I, there's a file I have in front of me called bits, just funny bits. And every now and then I look at it and think, I need to archive some of this stuff. This one I should have archived in the 2020 file, but I keep it out just because I think it's still relevant. This became a radio commercial. I wrote this as a funny bit, but it became a radio commercial because somebody out there who's an optometrist heard it and liked it. Well, ma'am, your eye exam is complete. Uh, frankly, I don't see why you came in. I mean, your vision is 2020. That's the problem, doctor. I just can't bear seeing 2020 anymore. It's been the worst year ever. Oh, I see. Well, let me see. I have these prescriptions here. They're 2021. How do I know that's going to be any better? We still have a lot to get through. Mm, yeah. Well, okay. What was a good year for um, you? Um, 
1995 was a great year for me, and there wasn't a single 20 in it. Uh, I think I have one of those. Ah, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Try these. Oh, my. Not sure if I can... Um, yeah, try standing up. Mine. Better? Better than rose-colored glasses, I'd say. Well, there you go, Gab. Receptionist will meet you for oh. your... Oh, no! Oh, yeah. You okay? Still better than seeing 2020. Yeah, see, again, I was making fun of the year 2020 and all that we went through, and... Again, a local optometrist heard that. Uh, can you make that into an actual eye care commercial for my op- – yeah, and we did. Now, some years before that, okay, we had the Affordable Care Act, as I like to call it, the Unaffordable Care Act. Obamacare, well, really Obamascare. And I was making a point way back then when they were trying to get this thing passed and eventually rammed it down our throats. This is not what insurance is meant for. One of the reasons that Obama's scare is so expensive is you're not supposed to insure everything. That's not what health insurance is for. To illustrate the point, I wrote this bit. What if we did the same thing that we did on the Affordable Care Act for your health care? Let's have the Affordable Car Act for your car. Have you heard about the federal government's new Affordable Car Act? Well, since the Affordable Care Act is doing so well, <laughs> I'll ignore that. We've decided to implement the Affordable Car Act. The Affordable Car Act mandates that you buy insurance for everything on your car. Oh, not just catastrophic insurance in case you get into a wreck like this. But no, you need to cover everything. Whether you need it or not. Balding tire insurance. Running low on gas insurance. That way you have to go through your insurance company every time you go to fill up your car. Running low on windshield wiper fluid insurance. Windshield wiper replacement insurance. Car wash insurance. Wait a minute, isn't it cheaper if I just pay for all of this directly? Are you kidding me? By making you pay for all of these things through your insurance company and through government bureaucracy, you'll save a ton of money. Just like with the Affordable Care Act. That doesn't make any sense. The Affordable Care Act. Now 5,000 pages of government-mandated automobile insurance regulation. And growing. So that was one. I, I still guess you put that in the archives, but I never do. And then, of course, every time we change seasons, I remind people to check their blinker fluid. Ma'am, I pulled you over because you failed the signal on that last turn. I used my turn signal, I swear. Has this ever happened to you? Have you been ticketed for not using your turn signal? Even though you have. Have you checked your blinker fluid lately? Well, how about you check your local auto parts dealer for OK Blinker Fluid and Indicator Lamp Lubricant. With OK Blinker Fluid, your turn signals will work bright and smooth. And while you're there, ask for other OK Engine products. OK Engine Rotator Splints. OK Muffler Bearings. OK Piston Turn Springs. To make sure your pistons turn smoothly and okay hypertension headlight valves okay products for the person who knows nothing about their car we have everything okay auto products by snake oil just sending a note here while you were listening to that to blue eyes he's in douglas wyoming here's a question since i was talking about prices at the grocery store like eggs right why is butter seven dollars a pound when it used to be 2.99 a pound there's no bird flu, and I think they're just playing with us, and the stores are going along with it. Uh, our Safeway here in Douglas is freaking ridiculous. They wanted $9 for a dozen eggs. There's no reason for that. 
We've had bird flu before, and prices went up 50 cents maybe. 75, uh, you know, at most, not, not $4. And she thinks they're just screwing people. Well, I do think, okay, there, there might be something to that, but the other part of it could be, as far as the eggs go, we do also have problems with there were gas prices and supply chain shortages, and the list went on and on and on. Some new government rules and regulations in some states like Colorado that wanted, oh, all chickens have to be free-range now. All egg-producing chickens have to be free-range. Things like that could really increase the price. But let me try this. I'm going to do this during the next, uh, while you guys listen to this next news and information break. I'm going to look up here. Why is why is butter so expensive? Okay. I think I might have a story here. I'm going to go ahead and take a look at it. You guys listen to that news and information break, and then we'll be back for another segment also with open phone. So it's local news, update on your weather forecast. Phone number to get involved, 888-97-WOODS. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Or use that chat option, top right corner of the Wake Up Wyoming app, and send me a text message. And like you're hearing, I answer these people on air, and I type something back to It's Wake Up Wyoming. Seven Woods or chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. 936 the time, Wake Up Wyoming. Okay, got a couple of more messages off the app here about prices, and I did look up as to why, and I tried to find what was the most credible and also I think best explanation as to why. So butter is so high. So we started with eggs. Some of the stuff I know skyrocketed. You walk into the grocery store and you look at this, and how in the world did all of this stuff get so high? Grandpa Rich, butter being trucked in. That might be part of it. Let's go take a look at it. Because I know, let's just call it a tub of butter. We got, I mean, really, just went through the roof. The story says, price of butter sky high, not going to come down anytime soon. Milk production January 2022 was down 1.4% from the previous year due to the increased cost of feed and ongoing labor shortages. Buying and maintaining cows is more expensive for farmers than in previous years. And while some technology innovations fueled production's environmental factors did the opposite, so they had some temperatures and floods and so on that contributed to all of this so again it was kind of like a perfect storm supply chain issues stuff like that it'll be a while before we correct this brad is in cheyenne morning brad hey good morning glenn how are you doing good sir hey um i you know uh the perfect storm um you know supply chain and all that is kind of what i uh wanted to call in about this morning you know our world just seems crazier and crazier and crazier and it doesn't make any difference who's in office is still kind of crazy trump i think was better of course than the administration that we have right now but if you go clear back to Solalinsky and his doctrine okay a chicago uh community organizer and his uh eight steps to topple a nation and create a socialist state 
And, you know, number one on the list was to screw up all the health care, take control of it, and you control the people. And the next one was poverty. You know, you, you break everybody through their jobs, inflation, uh, and a lot of the stuff that's going on today, uh, create debt as fast as possible so that it's at an unsustainable level. You know, that way you're able to increase taxes uh, and produce more poverty. And, of course, gun control has to be in there or the people might fight back. So do everything you can, you know, for gun control, uh, you know, and welfare. Take control of every aspect of their lives, the food, the housing, the income, work, family. And then you force the the public um to do what you tell them to. And, of course, you have to attack education, and that started in the United States quite a while ago, but I'm I'm thinking around 40 years ago is when the socialist movement really started coming in. So you take care uh, to take control of what they listen to, what they read, uh, what the children learn in school and universities. And then, of course, the most uh, important thing is to remove belief in God, Jehovah God, the real God, from all your government and schools and public arena. And then uh, something that's also extremely important would be class warfare. So you divide the people uh, into the wealthy and the poor, get rid of the middle class, and this will cause uh, discontent, and it's easier to tax the wealthy with the poor's support. And then, of course, the poor purchase from the wealthy, and the wealthy raise the prices of the goods, and that helps to break the poor. And the next thing you knew, all you know, all you have is the extremely wealthy and the poor, which become slaves, and they work just to get by. Uh, Well, now, on one hand, I've heard all of this before, and I'm not saying that there aren't conspirators out there who do think along those terms. But on the other side, though, I see there's just a lot of incompetence. I do not give credit to the people in our government, be they elected officials or the bureaucrats, or even those people who commentate on government. You know, like you have the the college professors who are supposed to be the economists and other such people like that, the experts that we're supposed to rely on. I find these people to be idiots and incompetent, so bad that I could never give them as much credit as you just gave them. Well, if that is their end goal, then they would look like an idiot incompetent. Uh, We know that that stuff doesn't work, but they're looking for money and power. For example, you cannot convince me that Ocasio-Cortez is that smart. No, but if she's reading from the playbook and doing what she's told, uh, well, she's... She, she's gotten to where she is yeah. by being a little bit smart, but stupid in a lot of ways. Yeah, see, I, and I don't think Joe Biden's that smart either. I think a lot <laughs> of this really is the, there are these people who think that they're supposed to be in charge because they have these massive egos, you know, and they think that they're this smart. So they're trying to run everything. But all they ever do is run it into the ground. I do think what they want, though, is power over you they have to be the ones in charge and they want your money so they can be rich and they don't care if it makes you poor well and the more money they have the more power they have because they can buy life and death they can buy corporations they can buy anything they want yeah uh they can buy silence they can buy unity they can buy uh you know power with money 
you know, and that's been that way, I think, ever since the beginning of time, oh, sure. personally. Always has been, yeah. I, I got to run, Brad. Thanks yeah. for calling in. It's 9.42. Wake up, Wyoming. To build the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app to hold them all. Free download from AM 1030 K2 Radio. Coming up at 9.48, Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino is waiting by. So I got just a few more things for you to ponder. And since we're getting close to the weekend... You can go ahead and use this when if you should go out for a beer or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay? You know, I want to apply yes. these sayings mm-hmm. and observations sure. to, to real life experiences, and I have plenty. Sure. And it's also a great way to sound like um, who's the postman on Cheers? Oh, uh, yeah, Nora? Yeah, yeah, right. You sound like him. Yeah, okay. Basically, the idiot in the room. But okay. Yeah. Uh, how far west can you go before you're east? Or far vice versa? West? Oh, oh, okay. yeah. Uh, if a real estate agent company is trying to sell their office, is that confusing to buyers? I think so. Yeah, probably. What exact? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why do people think? Now you would know this. You bowl now and then. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So you you roll the bowl. You know, it's it's heading down toward the pins, and but it's not going the way you want. So you start to swing your arms. Yeah. Do, does that work? No. Okay. And yeah, I can, t- I can tell you, not only does it not work 100% of the time, you will continue to do it 100% <laughs> That's of the exactly time. exactly right, yeah. Uh, why is it that everyone driving faster than you is an idiot, but everyone driving slower is a moron? Pretty much, yeah. That's, yeah okay. you, know, you, you can't win that way. Okay, yeah. If pro and con are opposites, wouldn't the opposite of progress be a Congress? Yes. Oh, indeed. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Why does grape flavor smell the way it when, when it's actual grapes but doesn't taste or smell the smell of grapes doesn't taste like the taste of grapes oh it, like there was the drinks and like like Kool-Aid yeah, and stuff right yeah yeah okay there's a difference okay. there if a kid refused this is bad i'm sorry i'm apologizing in advance if a kid refuses to sleep during nap time are they guilty of resisting a rest Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, it's just okay. Cheesy, yeah, very cheesy. Is it rude for a deaf person to talk in sign language with their mouth full of food? <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can. <laughs> that is a great question. You're talking with your mouth full. Yes, you can. Or for that matter, okay, let's say he's doing sign language and he has food in his hands. Yeah. And See? You, and you can you can talk with, you, you can do that, and you don't have to be deaf. No, you, you see? You can sign language of your okay. own. Like so for those and, people who like to gesture a lot, put yeah. the food down that's like talking with your mouth full. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Uh, when does it stop being partly cloudy and start being partly sunny? Tomatoes, right. tomatoes, I yeah. guess. Yeah. I think the answer to this one is yes. Are your eyebrows considered facial hair? I think it is. Okay. Yes. Uh, they, they, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Uh in the song Yankee Doodle, is he calling the horse or the feather macaroni? I don't know. I haven't heard that song. And Put a feather in his, yeah, in his, in his cap, cap and, and call it, it macaroni. macaroni. Is he calling the horse macaroni? Or the or feather? He, I, you know, I've, I, I've I been know. singing that since I was a kid. I don't know. 
Women's College Hoops, the Wyoming Cowgirls escaped with a 61-60 win over the Air Force last night in Colorado Springs. Tommy Olsen gave the Cowgirls lead for good with a layup with five seconds to go. Air Force had a three-point lead with 23 seconds remaining. Quinn Weideman at 17 for UW. Allison Furtick chipped in 14. Cowgirls shot 50% from the floor, but just 3 of 14 from the three-point line. They improved to 3-1 in Mountain West Conference play. And they are 10-5 and five overall, and they'll be at San Jose State on Saturday. Wyoming Cowboy basketball team in a serious funk. They've lost six in a row, and they are 0-4 in Mountain West play, following an 83-63 road loss to Utah State on Tuesday. Cowboys aren't even close to full strength with all the injuries they have, and they were just overwhelmed by Utah State on Tuesday. The Aggies shot the ball well. They rebounded the ball well. They had a big home court advantage. Whether the Cowboys can turn this around with who they have available remains to be seen, but it's not going to get any easier. They'll host 13-4 and four Boise State on Saturday night in Laramie. To the NFL, the race is on for the Denver Broncos to find a new head coach after a 5-12 and season and missing the playoffs yet again. There is a sense of urgency with this new ownership group to straighten this out. The team did interview former Stanford head coach David Shaw, and he spent uh, nine years coaching in the NFL with Philadelphia, the Raiders, and Baltimore. The big prize in this search is former New Orleans head coach Sean Payton, and the Broncos have gotten the okay to talk with him. It's going to cost the Broncos a pretty penny to get him on board due to the fact that he's still under contract with New Orleans. The Broncos also are expecting to speak with University of Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh. In high school football, the Shrine Bowl head coaches have been announced. Kirk McLaughlin of Bighorn will coach the North team, and Bighorn won the 2A state championship this past season. It's McLaughlin's first crack at being a Shrine Bowl head coach. McKay Young from Star Valley will be the South head coach, and Star Valley won the 3A championship this past season. Young was the South head coach back in 2018. That Shrine Bowl will be in June in Casper. High school wrestling, Kelly Walsh will host the annual Border Wars duels tomorrow and Saturday, with Natrona and Cheyenne Central competing in that one. Green River has a huge tournament Friday and Saturday with Laramie and Cheyenne South in that deal. On Saturday, Glenrock will be in the Wind River tournament and Cheyenne East will be uh, in a duel at Arvada, Colorado. And that's it in sports. I'm looking up why... Can't find it, huh? Yankee Doodle thing here. Let's see. In case the Yankee Doodle song is a happy ditty, yada, yada, yada. Macaroni does not refer to a pasta noodle. Oh! It's a term of uh, dressing fancy. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought they they were talking about macaroni and cheese. That's what I thought. Now, a couple of others. uh, Does the word dictionary appear in the dictionary? The answer is yes. It actually does. I looked that one up. Really? Yeah. Let's see. Is it legal to travel down a road in reverse as long as you're following the direction of traffic and obeying all the rules? No. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I should hope so. Yeah. That's it. Oh, there's a whole bunch here. I got some for Friday for you, Frank. Oh, bring them on. Okay. I, I need more ammunition Let's for the this. weekend. This is this is great. That way, again, you can sit in the corner of the bar and ask like Cliff Clavin, the postman. Yeah. Just be a moron, basically. Yeah. Throwing these things out. Kind of like I sound right now. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah? Okay, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business. News time. Weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming.